folks. This is the Sermon of Peace Podcast. I'm your host, Brent Hardy. Welcome to the program. I don't know why I do that. I never got positive feedback. So why do I keep doing it? I don't know. Moving on. So, hey, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse was acquitted on all five counts. That's right. He was acquitted on all five counts. And you know what? Surprisingly, I am not getting... I'm getting some... But I'm not seeing a lot of the general public, normal, blue-collar, random people being upset by this. I think it, the general message got out. I think a lot of people were secret supporters of his, or they kind of looked at it and was from the beginning and was like, yeah, I don't know, I would have shot those dudes first. You know, I would have shot those dudes a lot sooner, maybe. Um, I think a lot of people... Well, let, let me let me back up a little bit. So a lot of people, I think, kind of looked at the situation and looked, looked self-defense. And, you know, me and Josh discussed it before. And self-defense-wise, uh, yeah, it was pretty justified. I mean, we questioned why he was there in the first place. And that still might play a role. Why was he even out there? Um, <clears throat> you know, and we, we looked at a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, but when all is said and done, when you look at just the situation, it was self-defense. I mean, why not? I mean... For crying out, he he was attacked, got up, ran down the street, was attacked again by three dudes. One had a gun. They fired a gun at him, all that kind of stuff, pointed a gun at him. You know, frankly, me, with a lot more training and a lot more experience, I would have shot them a lot sooner. Not going to lie. A lot more training, a lot more experience, I would not have bothered to allow myself to be chased. I don't run away from people. Like, you threaten me, you step up, I have a right to be where I'm at. I'm not moving. And the moment I fear for my safety, guess what? I'm gonna I'm gonna act accordingly. Okay. But hey, he 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 ran. He gave him every single chance. And I think most Americans feel the exact same way. I think most people are on board with that. Okay, do we still got a few that are like out there having meltdowns? Yep, Hollywood's having meltdowns. Oh my gosh. Okay, these it's it's embarrassing. I mean, it's clear nobody in Hollywood that's having a meltdown about this. It's clear they didn't bother watching the trial. It's clear that they didn't bother reading about it. They didn't bother trying to update their quote-unquote facts about it. They didn't bother trying to learn anything about this. It's it's embarrassing. Frank, frankly, it's embarrassing. If you're out there on Twitter or on YouTube or in some interview or anywhere else and you're a celebrity and you're having a meltdown about this, you're embarrassing yourself because you're wrong. You're wrong about everything. I have some a couple good friends on Facebook they started posting memes that were over a year old, like reposting these memes on Facebook that were stating facts that just weren't true. They were lies. They weren't facts at all. Okay, they were calling him a white supremacist. They are calling all this other stuff. And then they're like, well, if he was black, uh, you know, the cops would have shot him the moment he tried to surrender and blah, blah, blah. I mean, you don't know that. Okay, why are you increasing the division? And here's the thing. I, I never understood this about the activist left. I never understood this. Whenever I have friends that are like, oh, this was racism, this, this, and this, I have to stop and call them out. When they start arguing with me. Because I'll say, look, there's no reason why this is racist. There's no indication that racism played a role in this case. And they just blow up. They implode. They, they're having complete meltdowns. And I never understood that. Because wouldn't you want there not to be racism? Right? Like, wouldn't that be good news? I think it'd be great news. Hey, you know what? This case was racist. Actually, you know what? There's no indication of this. This this new information came out. Um, you know, there's some testimony about this. So, you know, there's really nothing to suggest that this was racially motivated. Oh, good. To me, that'd be oh, good. Whew, good news. Good news, man. No no problems here. America's still a great country, the most diverse country in the world, and we're still the least racist, right? And we're doing great, wonderful, good. No, they don't do that. They don't come out and say that. 
Nope, they're having complete meltdowns. I kid you not. Meltdowns. And they're fighting you and arguing with you, trying to tell you this is racist, and you're a racist for not believing it's racist. I mean, excuse me for operating off facts and common sense. Excuse me. Okay, but no, Kyle Rittenhouse, the only reason why they ever tried to claim that he was white supremacist is because he wasn't protesting alongside BLM. That was it. And it's actually an ingenious marketing move from BLM themselves. Okay, and and Antifa, I get I could throw them in the same hat, right? It's an ingenious marketing move. Antifa claims they're anti-fascist despite their actions and their desires and their stated political goals actually being fascist. They say they're anti-fascist, so anyone who contradicts their protest must indeed be a fascist, right? I mean, that's that's exactly how they sell it. BLM, same thing. Black Lives Matter is a private organization. They're not a nonprofit. They raise money mostly for the Democrat Party and for themselves. Okay, they sell flags, they sell t-shirts, they sell yard signs, they sell all sorts of stuff. And every time some major incident comes around, especially during an election year, they push, they look for an incident, they push it like mad, they get everyone all fired up and angry about it, then they make millions, if not billions of dollars. And they raise tons of money for uh, the Democrat Party. Actually, I was just reading about this. The Democrat Party, I think in 2020 or maybe it was 2016, something came out and I... I I would have to find it for you guys. I'm, I'll try and find it later. Um, but something came out where basically they were broke. Money on hand was just not there for the Democrat National Convention. And literally what saved them was BLM. Because if you went on BLM's website and attempted to donate to Black Lives Matter, it would redirect you to an organization, I think it's called Vote Blue or something like that. But basically it was an organization that was a, um, a fundraising arm for the Democrat Party. That's what it was. You were never actually donating to a nonprofit organization called Black Lives Matter who focused on relations between the black community and police. Okay? And that would probably be a great organization. If you had a nonprofit organization who focused on police relations in minority communities and they were a two-way conversation, so you had the police involved in these conversations, you had the community involved in these conversations, you had citizen academies where they would come up and learn about police work and go on ride-alongs and, and do simulation training. I mean, that would be a great organization. You could call it, you know what? You could call it Black Lives Matter or All Lives Matter. You know, that would be an even better name, more inclusive, right? All Lives Matter. What a fantastic name for a great nonprofit. I should, I should start it. I should start a nonprofit called All Lives Matter where I focus on community policing and community relations with their local citizen police departments and I could just focus on educating the public about police work and the difficulties that come along and the laws that govern it and the laws and the and the rights that they have as citizens when interacting with the police officers it would be a great organization right who wouldn't want to don donate to an organization like that is there anybody within the sound of my voice who wouldn't think that'd be a great organization but no they they don't want to do that that's not the organization they want to have. And here I was, I was, this whole first segment, I was supposed to be like celebrating Kyle Rittenhouse and him getting off. And it's great, okay? I mean, he, he I'm happy for the kid. I really am. I mean, I, I watched the verdict and he actually just broke down when he, when they finished reading that fifth one and saying not guilty, he, he dropped down, he cried. If you didn't watch it, I mean, you can tell it was sincere. And let me tell you something, he testified in his own trial. If he was really this guilty, evil, white supremacist, you don't testify, okay? Like that's, 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 that's defense attorney 101 stuff. You don't, you don't allow your client to testify when they're guilty, okay? You just don't, okay? Innocent people don't testify. 
All right, they they don't. That's that's not, especially when you're winning. If you're guilty and you're winning, like you could already tell that this court case is going in your favor, you still don't testify. You don't get up there because you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna turn that you're gonna turn those tables really fast. Okay, of course not. Okay, the fact that he even got up and testified as a young man without experience or anything in this, and he answered the questions. I mean, that to me was like the biggest red flag of like waving your face. Hey, hey, this case is not what you think it is. Clearly, this kid was running for his life and shot three people, okay? After he was already face-stomped by a black man who he did not shoot, and the fact that he was actually out there doing good, according to his own words, he was out there doing good, okay, and protecting businesses, and the business that he was specifically trying to protect first was owned by minorities. Now, listen to this. This is Kyle Rittenhouse on, on Tucker Carlson right now. To look at the facts of what happened. Do you, do you feel the threats? I, I do. I, I see some of the threats. Some of the things people say, it's absolutely sickening. Has, do, are you confident that the government will protect you from these threats? Because that's, of course, the government's job. I hope so, but we all know how the FBI works. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Right. Does this sound like a guilty person? Right? Does that sound like a kid who's just wallowing in his own guilt, somebody who, who did this out of hate and bigotry. I think he did this because it was his last resort. He was running. I'm telling you right now, I have way more training and experience than he ever had. Okay? And I'll tell you right now, I would not have run. I would not have run. And he ran. He gave those young men every... I, they weren't even that young, really. He gave those men um, every chance to not chase him, to not assault him, to not point firearms at him, to not hit him with a skateboard, and a lot of people were like, well, it's just a skateboard. So I tell you right now, remember, last week I talked about how I was kind of addicted to TikTok because I, I think it's just funny. One of the most moving and like telling TikToks I ever saw, I wish I started following this person because I think they made a solid point. You see this watermelon. It's very, it, they don't even mention Kyle Rittenhouse. So you just see a watermelon. You see him come down with a skateboard and just split this watermelon open, just totally smash it. And then they'd simply say, it was just a skateboard. Right, like, like, talk about a visual learning, right? Like, for people who actually understood the reference. Okay, yes, a skateboard is a big chunk of wood. It will hurt you. Okay, if you come swinging a skateboard at me, I'm going to consider that deadly force. Just like if you're swinging a baseball bat at me or a chair or something else, right? I'm going to consider that deadly force and I'm going to take appropriate action. Hopefully reasonable action. And honestly, I looked at Kyle Rittenhouse and said his actions were reasonable. Regardless of if he was a white supremacist or not. That was the other thing people don't really think about. Okay. Regardless of your personal opinions and regardless of your personal politics, they do not actually play a role in the court of law. At least they shouldn't. Okay? We look at the incident. We look at the justifications or non-justifications. We look at why he fired. Okay? His personal, who, whoever he voted for or whoever he considered voting for or, or any of that makes no difference. Okay? He could have been a white hood wearing KKK member. And despite how much I would have loved to see him get stomped down in the street, he would have been justified in shooting those guys. Okay, and yes, I know that's controversial to say, okay, but someone's personal opinions, no matter how ignorant and stupid they are, does not play a role in, in situations like this in, in court. They just don't. So regardless of how much you might hate him, regardless of how much you might think that I'm not telling you the truth, regardless of how much you might think that he should have gotten something different, if it's because of his personal opinion, you're, you're thinking along the wrong lines. Okay, it's just that's not how it works. Not at all.
Hey folks, there's a lot of people these days that are fleeing California and starting new lives elsewhere. And my friends Brian and Kim did just that. They flew off to Idaho and they started a whole new life and a whole new business. I want you guys to check out grandmaspantrypocatello.com for custom jams and jellies that are out of this world. Okay, I went up there to visit a couple months ago, did a little bit of bear hunting, and I got to try... I, fell off my diet and I got to try a lot of their stuff, man. It is amazing. They have everything from spicy jams and jellies to sweet to sugar-free, whatever you need. And with the holidays coming up, if you want to introduce unique flavors to your cooking and unique flavors to your hors d'oeuvres, check out grandmaspantrypocatello.com. That's grandmaspantrypocatello.com. continue I, I do have to give a shout out to a listener in this program miss haley i won't give her out her last name but miss haley was a young lady who was a cadet at my agency and she actually went on a couple ride-alongs which was funny because she has this bright red hair and so did i right <laughs> I, I now shave my head if you ever watched this on youtube or seen pictures of me or anything like that but i shave my head now but i still have my my ginger beard um but yeah she had bright red hair i had bright red hair on top of my head and my sergeant just really thought it was funny to put the genders together in a cop car. I don't know why he thought that was amusing. He just did. So she always got stuck with these ride-alongs with me to her chagrin. Um, <laughs> because I was not most the most exciting cop around. But, um, but yeah, uh, Miss Haley um, uh, got married. Uh, I believe her husband's in the military, or at least was in the military. Uh, they ended up moving out to Florida, and, but she continued to pursue her dreams regardless of not being in California anymore, which I, I admire greatly. Um, <clears throat> and she uh, is in the police academy in Florida. Hopefully she's graduating here in the next couple weeks. Um, so congratulations to her. I wish her a great and prosperous career. I think she'll actually do really well. She seems to have, she always seemed to have a good head on her shoulders and be really animated about this work. Uh, but it was actually funny because I was she was talking back and forth. We were comparing police academies between California and Florida. Now I wouldn't say that what Florida is doing is wrong, and I wouldn't go out of my way to see say that California does everything right because obviously I'm a bit biased being a California trained cop. But compared to a lot of other agencies, or I'm sorry, a lot of other states and how they train the police officers, how long they train, California, despite everything that they do wrong, they do something right. Okay, and their their police training is very extensive. It's much longer than many other states. Uh, it's very diverse. I mean, in my academy, they, they threw us on an airplane, flew us down to Southern California so we can go to the Tolerance Museum. And then we had lectures from, from individuals who experienced uh, any type of uh, discrimination and stuff and talked about their experiences. Obviously, these individuals were much older and they talked about civil rights era issues and stuff like that. But it was really cool, right? I mean, that's that's what they do. Um, and obviously, they do the tactical stuff, the training, and the other thing that California does very well is we do update training, right? We There's a lot of things in police work that are considered perishable skills. Um, I believe many other agencies, including out in Florida, they still do this, right? You still got to go requalify with your firearms. You still got to go show them that you know how to do CPR, all that kind of stuff, right? And so we constantly have just constant update training and getting retrained on everything. Even if you feel like you know what you're doing, why not? Go, go get it done anyways. Um, but she's out there, she's pursuing it, and then we were talking about the difference in academies, because my academy was very uh, rigid. It was very much like a militarized uh, style of training, 
right? We had to have the polished boots, the class A uniforms. If you had a string on your uniform just hanging off, looking loose, boom, you're doing push-ups. So your boots weren't polished, you're doing push-ups. If you didn't answer correctly, you had to answer everything with a sir, yes, sir, or a ma'am, yes, ma'am, boom, you're doing push-ups, okay? If you look like trash, they dismiss you from the line. You had to stand by a trash can because you're now part of the trash squad, okay? I can't tell you how many times we had to go running, okay? If we were late, we were in trouble. If we lied, we were kicked out of the academy, right? I mean, it was, it was serious. It was serious. Uh, her, I guess she was telling me that uh, she was trying to, like, burn off her loose strings and stuff for inspection. She didn't even have drill instructors she didn't have, or drill, drill sergeants, nothing like that, <laughs> But I guess she people kind of freaked out on her for just trying to clean up her strings because that's what she was always told here in California. Like, hey, these things matter. I guess in Florida, not so much. I guess they focus more on the um, um, more on the educational side of it and stuff, and more <laughs> than the uh, the militarized stuff. But anyways, yes, congratulations to her. Um, hopefully, she will graduate, and not trip at the finish line. I've seen that happen a few times. Uh, so you know, don't do that, Haley. But hey, thanks for being a listener to the program. By all means, like and share this program. If you guys enjoy this program, like and share. I digress. Let's move on to the next story. So Portland, Oregon has been having a heck of a time. Okay, despite riots pretty much being stopped from the George Floyd stuff um, throughout the rest of the country, Portland still has extended riots and protests on a regular basis. Okay, I don't know. I haven't really checked because the news doesn't even talk about it anymore. It's so common and terrible. Um, but from what I understand, it's still going on or it could still be going on. Um, but one thing that came out is we as police officers, when we are um, going in riot gear, now I'm part of this team as well, so I've been on those lines. I've been, oh, stupid dogs. Sorry if you can hear my dogs. Um, but I've been on those lines and stuff, right? And you can hear and um, what's going on. You can see what's going on. You can hear people yelling stuff at you. It's, it's a whole different experience when you're on there. But one thing we do is instead of having our names displayed on our on our shirts, we actually remove that and we display our badge numbers. Okay, and the reason why we do that is one, it still identifies us. If you have a complaint or anything, say you could say hey, it's badge number or whatever. But we do that because people dox us, right? We have families, we have we have people that we're concerned about, we have homes and stuff like that and you never know what kind of crazy person is going to find out what my personal information is now this is the part well hold on let me back up a little bit now in my family i've actually been a victim of this not necessarily doxing but i've been a victim of people finding out people who held grudges against me finding out where i live and stuff like that and we've actually i actually got bad enough where we had to pick up and move very suddenly um so this is kind of a hits close to home thing but yeah, we do this because, one, it's not illegal for us to do this. And this is a big misconception. People are like, oh, they have to display their names and stuff like that. No, we don't. Okay, especially when it's a safety and confidential information issue. Okay, um, but yeah, people dox us and they come after us and they threaten us and they come after our families and they drive by our homes and cops have been shot at. Cops have been ambushed in their own driveways. Cops have been, you know, so for our own personal safety usually for issues that really don't have anything to do with us, right? You're protesting whatever big thing that's outside of my control. Don't take it personal on me, right? Don't don't come after me personally because of some big thing that you're upset about that has nothing to do with me, right? Don't. But that's what people do. So it's happened to cops where they get someone's name and they'll look on their phones and they'll pull up, oh, is this where you live? Is this your wife? Is this your social media? Oh man, your wife's hot. And they'll start talking to you because they're trying to get a rise out of you. But it's also unnerving for someone to suddenly... Who someone who protests and says that they hate cops and wish all cops were dead and calls them pigs suddenly knows where you live as a police officer. 
right? So if you're not in law enforcement, I hope I, I hope I communicated this well enough where you're like, okay, yeah, I get, I get, I get what the problem is. So we just have our badge number. So if you do want to complain, if I, if I use too much force or whatever what's going on, you can still say, hey, I don't know, it, the badge number was this. Cool. My command staff knows who it is. They can still process the complaint. They can still, you still have those rights. Nothing's changed for you. You know, like, let, let's do all that. But it just prevents me from having some whack job find out where I am. Because I think, personally, this is where I put on my tinfoil hat. That's the ultimate goal, right? The ultimate goal is for someone to say, look, I'm not crazy enough to go out there and kill a cop. I'm not crazy enough to do all this. But I bet you somebody else is. Because for every, you know, 50 people in that crowd, actually it's one percenters, right? So every 100 people in that crowd, there's one person who's crazy enough to actually act on this, Right? And now imagine putting that online. You know, I'm not crazy enough to go after this cop. I'm not that insane. But if I put his information online, maybe it will reach somebody who is. Maybe it will reach somebody who, who will do a drive-by shooting. Maybe it will reach somebody who will firebomb his house. Maybe it will reach somebody who will track down his kids. Right? I mean, that's, that's, I think that's what they're really hoping for. All right? They want that chaos. They still want cops dead. They still want cops to get hurt. They still want cops to be intimidated and quit being cops and go do something else. And, and you know, they want agencies to just fall apart. And, and you know, because I, I discussed this before, but the ultimate goal of the far leftists is chaos. They want chaos and collapse so they can rebuild it into their socialist utopia. If you're a leftist and you don't think that's true or, or whatever, they would call you a useful idiot because you vote the way they want you to. You think the way they want you to, you give money to the way they want you to, but you have no idea what you're actually donating to. That is their ultimate and stated goal, right? Chaos, collapse, rebuilding the socialist utopia. That's what they want for the people they think should be in charge in charge, right? Heaven forbid they actually just have a good idea and debate and win votes, right? I mean, that's, that's what you're supposed to do, but heaven forbid they do that. No, they just want to eliminate the competition. They want to seize power and control, and that's what they want to do. Right. And through small town places, through your DA races, through your sheriff's races. And that's how they plan to do it. And one thing they do is they intimidate cops and stuff like that. So they cover up their names. Okay. Now, Portland, this was not an uncommon practice, right? You want your stuff to be confident, especially when you have Antifa and all this stuff out there who are violent people and who do want to push violence. And maybe they're not willing to act themselves, which is true for a lot of leftists, right? If you look at leftists and their solutions to the world's problems, it's always somebody else. Right? Oh, I think we should tax these people over here to pay for these programs. Right? I think this should happen uh, and these people should do it. It's never themselves, right? They never take the responsibility of doing this stuff themselves or paying for these things. For I, I have this pet peeve about people who do fundraisers, right? They're like, they're like, oh yeah, donate to this great cause. Cool. Well, how much money did you donate? Well, I'm, I'm staying up all night and doing this. Well, how much did you donate? Well, you know, I'm I'm the one who's suffering because I'm going to be uh, walking the, the high school track all night to raise awareness for this, and I need you to sponsor me and donate your money. Well, how much money are you donating, right? Like, they want everyone else to do the sacrifice, but they don't want to do the sacrifice themselves, right? Th- that's how they operate. That's, like, just a general mode of thought, and it's kind of embarrassing, and I call them out every chance I can on that kind of stuff. But, again, I digress. So, anyways, they want somebody else to do the dirty work. Right, they they promote it, they push it, they'll push lies, they'll take someone who's just mentally borderline unhinged, and they'll push all those lies to them. This person believes these lies, and they will look at police officers as the worst thing ever, or they'll look at military as the worst thing ever, right? Or they'll look at the mall as the worst thing ever, or they'll look at the post office as the worst thing ever. Whatever it is that you're pushing them towards, okay, they're the ones who will actually act because they're crazy enough to act, and that's why they do this, right? 
I want to find this cop's personal information so he can be threatened, so he can be bullied, so he can, not that I would do it, but other people I know would try and anonymously threaten and bully and hurt this person. That's all they want to do it for. It's not about complaints. It's not about safety of the public, not about any of that. It's literally, I want this cop's name so I can harm him personally, whether emotionally or physically. Not me personally, but somebody else will harm him physically. That's what they want it for. Okay, let's take a quick break. And actually, you know what? I'm going to keep working through this. Never mind. So then come to Portland. Okay, Portland PD, they did the same thing, right? They covered up their names, right? They are doing that for safety. And sure enough, uh, a lawyer named Kessler sued them. And they're saying that we need these badge numbers. We need these personal identification numbers. Okay, and I don't know if Portland was actually using their badge number. I think they were using some more like an employee number or something. But regardless, they need a number. So at first, they just had the two digits on there. They only showed two digits of the number. That's all you needed. Hey, I got 50 people out here. You know, everyone has a different set of two digits on their on their badge. It's fine. That's all you need. Oh, no, we want the whole number. And, of course, Portland PD fought it because they're like, hey, these numbers that we use are actually tied to personal information. Well, no, we want this. So, sure enough, some stupid lawyer up there, or I'm sorry, some stupid judge out there agreed. Hey, this was public information. The public has the right to know these personal identifying numbers. Fine. They released the numbers, right? Now they had to show, they have to display the whole, I think it's six-digit number or something on their chest. Not just a badge number. I think it's like an employee I need number or something. Um, the, the article wasn't clear that I was reading. So they have to display that. Well, then they took it one step further. Oh, do they have city-owned cell phones? Yeah, some of them are issued cell phones. Okay. Uh, do they use personal numbers on these cell phones? Well, yeah. You know, sometimes they're city-owned phones with personal SI, or personal um, memory cards and stuff on them. Now, I, we don't do it like that at my agency, of course. We actually just have separate work phones. But uh, uh, other agencies, kind of, they kind of find a way to do it. But now, they consider any city-owned phone, like a work phone issued, as also public information. So now you can have a cop who has a work phone, and now his cell phone information is now has to be released to the public. In Portland PD. So not only can you get somebody's personal information, you're getting an identifying number that can tie to a bunch of personal information that would usually be considered confidential, but now you have the means to release your cell phone information, which can now lead to more harassment, more threats, more all sorts of stuff. Why? Because if you use a Google number, so if you use Google, you can be assigned a random number and you can use that number to text people and harass them and bother them and it can't be traced. All the law enforcement databases we have, there's no way we can trace it back to an individual. So congratulations, you just greenlit more cops being demoralized, being threatened, and all sorts of stuff. And for what? The lawyer, Kessler, he's not going to do it. Of course not. He just wants the information. Why? Because he hates cops. Why? Because he's prejudiced. Why? Because he's a bigot. Why? Because he hates everything. Because the left really is the source of all hatred and bigotry. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what his personal motives are. I can only guess at it, right? But hey, hey, if he happens to be listening to this program, feel free to call in, right? Feel free to email us, dtb at usa.com, and explain yourself. Why is it that you see cops as less than human? Why is it that you see them as monsters? Why is it that you don't see the husbands, the fathers, the wives, the daughters? How come you don't see that stuff? They didn't kill George Floyd. They're literally just out there doing what they're told to do. Why are you taking it so personal and making sure you want to harm every individual cop?
by all means, DP, DTP at USA.com. DTP, right? David Tom Paul, DTP at USA.com. Feel free to email me and answer those questions. Explain yourself because it's ridiculous. City of Portland really has not seen enough problems in the last year after the death of Mr. George Floyd or any of that. Um, then they stupidly went ahead and went along with public pressure to defund their police. Now, obviously, people like me and people with half a brain of common sense and people who, from the left and right, looked at that and said, why the heck would you do that? Now let's look practically at it, right? Let's 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 take out the politics and just look practically at it. If you wanted to look at your local police system and say, I'm not happy with what we have, I want to try and make it better. Okay. Obviously, you'd have to come up with something better, you know, make sure this program is legal, whatever it is, incorporate your social workers or whatever it is you're trying to do, and then you have to slowly uh, put that program into practice, slowly institute that program while slowly phasing out the other program, right? You couldn't just do a hard stop and start, right? You'd have to slowly overlap them and phase one in while you're phasing the other out. That would be common sense, right? So if you came up with a better way to police the public, better way to protect the public, okay, something that hasn't been tried in history and failed, right? Because I've, I've made the argument in the past that what you have today as your citizen police departments is the most progressive thing we've ever had, right? You'd have to come up with something better than what we have today. Um, <clears throat> you would phase one in as phase, right? That's what you'd have to do, right? It's just common sense. But then comes these leftist idiots who come in hard and they're like, we, wanna, we need to defund our cops. We need to defund our cops. Okay, we need to restrain them. We need to regulate them even more as if they weren't already regulated enough, but they don't know that. Most Most voters don't know that. Um, you know, we need to do all this stuff and, you know, because we just don't like what the media is telling us not to like. Well, that's, that's kind of what's really happening, right? But anyways, we don't like what we're seeing because the media told us that we shouldn't like what we're seeing. And, you know, now we have these problems and we need to come up with something else. So these idiots decide they're going to defund the police, right? Some say defund a hundred percent. Some say just, let's just punish them and take away millions of dollars and, and give that money to, to uh, other programs or things that we really believe in that might, you know, whatever. Whatever their justifications is, everyone that did it did something different, right? Now, a while back, L.A. County defunded, and sure enough, a while back, they, they turned around and refunded them, right? Sometimes I think that was the plan all along. Let's just defund, make them happy, then quietly refund, and nobody really know because nobody ever follows up on it, right? Portland, again, was stupid enough to actually defund their cops as they're dealing with riots and protests and sometimes on a nightly basis right i mean it was the I mean, you could probably say that portland had the most um maybe not the craziest riots but they definitely had the longest drawn out of nightly stuff why because their mayor mayor wheeler was a moron and they would not let cops do their job which sucks because cops don't want to see these communities burn they don't want to see things get broken and busted the business owners and people who aren't involved in any of this don't want that to happen either Okay, and they're looking at their police officers saying, hey, why don't you guys do something? 
right? Why don't you help out? Why don't you actually do your job? And police officers are looking at the city government saying, hey, why don't you get out of our way and let us handle this, right? They're looking at their DA and saying, hey, why don't you actually prosecute some of these people? Instead of just releasing them back out to the street to go do it again, why don't you actually do something about it and put these people in jail for extended periods of time, for as long as you can legally justify putting them in jail, right? And make them an example to everyone else, right? I mean, that's how it should work. So what are these idiots doing? Well, they defund their police. And of course, cops that are close to retirement are like, yeah, screw this. I'm out. Okay. There are cops who are a year or two from retirement saying, you know what? My money's just going to sit there anyways. I'm going to go out. I'm going to go work at Home Depot. I'm going to go do something else. I'm going to get my family out of the state and we'll just make it work for two years. And in two years, I'll claim my retirement. Right? That's, that's what a lot of them did. You had young guys who weren't cops for very long. They're like, yeah, maybe not for me. I'm going to go to a different agency that actually lets their cops work. Okay, or I'm going to go to a different state that actually lets their cops work, right? Like, they'll do that stuff, right? So, but then you got the guys in the middle, guys who are actually in a position that I'm in, right? Where it's like, okay, you've been doing it for too long and you're getting kind of too old to restart, but you're a little too far away from retirement, right? You got the guys in the middle who are just stuck. So what, what would someone like me do? Well, we could just go to a different agency. And that's exactly what happened. Portland just bled cops. Cops were just resigning left and right. They were done. They were over it. Why? Because you become a cop because you want to help people. You become a cop because you want to serve your community. And nothing is more frustrating than a bunch of yahoos who frankly know nothing about police work, who wouldn't know how to serve their community if it slapped them in the face, telling you what to do. Right? Nobody likes to be told how to do their job. Okay? And everyone thinks they know how to do a cop's job. It's the biggest, one of the biggest mistakes I ever see on social media or in the media. Right? And... You know, people who might actually relate to this are public school teachers. Everyone thinks they know how to be a public school teacher. Everyone thinks they know what, what it takes to be a public school teacher. Everyone thinks they know or have an idea what it's like to be a public school teacher. Truth is, unless you're a public school teacher, you really don't know nothing about nothing. Right? I mean, you just, you just don't know. You don't understand that. But again, I digress. So anyways, now uh, Mayor Wheeler, I was just reading this story, has come back and, and now he's trying to fix it. The Portland Police Bureau has seen a record number of police officers resign in the last year with no clear end in sight. Now, instead of working, I'm reading from an a article, by the way. Uh, now, instead of working on defunding the police agencies he leads, Democrat Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler is struggling to find officers to fill the agency's ranks. Well, duh. What did you think was going to happen? Did you think you're going to get rid of all these conservative cops and these nice liberal-friendly cops are going to come and apply? No, liberals don't do that. Liberals don't do police work. Okay, they really don't. The vast majority of cops, even my gay friends, my gay and minority cops, they're all right-leaning. <laughs> like, they all look at that like they're all right-leaning individuals. Okay, you're not going to find these nice, friendly, you're not going to find Antifa applying to be a police officer because they think they could do a better job. Okay, you're, you're just not. So anyways, uh, uh, sadly, many Democrat leaders in the city, including Wheeler, worked with those people, are, are talking about the Antifa thugs and, and the BLM thugs, and groups and defunded a large portion of the police department and worked hard to make more, blah, blah. We just talked about that. Now they seem surprised that their agency has the lowest number of police officers the city has seen since 1989. The agency has a total of 531 police officers that are trying to keep pace with crime trend, with crime tra trends and make the community safe, which is an extremely difficult task um, as crime, specifically violent crime, is rising in record number. Well, what did you think was going to happen? You defund... Crime goes up. Guess what? Guess what? You could do the opposite too. You could actually give your police departments more funding and your crime rates will actually go even lower. 
Okay, there's a police agency in the county I work for now, which of course, as you know, I never mention where I work. But anyways, there's a police agency now who has great leaders, great cops, terrible city government. And they will not, not, not only now they're having a hard time finding cops to want to be cops, but in the past, they're just having a hard time getting the city government out of the way. Okay, if you actually broke down the crime rate versus the population of the city and stuff, they probably had half the number of cops that you probably needed. When they were fully staffed, they were still down maybe 80 to 90 cops. When they're fully staffed on the books, according to the city of, that they work for, okay, they're still probably down 80 90 cops, how any reasonable person will look at it based off crime rates and everything else. And as a result, what did you have? You had overstressed cops who would show up on these scenes, and they would just handle them very quickly, sometimes inappropriately, just so they can move on and get to the next call. Okay, as a result, you had citizens who would call for help, and if they weren't basically dying in the street, nobody would show up, sometimes for hours. And it wouldn't be the fault of the cops. Okay, these guys would start, and they're 20 to 30 car, car calls down already. Right, they just simply just needed more cops, and they just need more cops now. Okay, and they just can't do it. They can't get the city to get out of the way. Their city, stupidly at one point, had some contests allowing teenagers to vote on how money should be spent. Now, somebody might be listening to that and be like, well, it's not so bad. You're educating teens about funding and, and taxes and all this stuff. Yeah, why are you asking teenagers who don't pay taxes to discuss how taxes should be spent? Okay, if I lived in that city, that would drive me insane. I would be down there immediately at that at that uh, at the meetings and the board meetings and stuff saying, hey, what the hell, guys? Why are you telling them how to spend my money? We voted for you. You guys are supposed to be making these decisions, not allowing them to make these decisions, right? You don't allow kids who don't pay taxes to decide how tax dollars will be. But anyways, I digress. That was just a frustrating thing to me. But yeah, so they're out of money. You know, you got these towns all over the place that, are, that are stupidly fell for the same trap. Okay, they stupidly went around defunding things. They were going to appease the public. Now, keep in mind, these protesters, these agitators, these anarchists, they really are the minority of society, right? This mindset is really is the minority. However, they're very loud. And when they get loud and they riot and they destroy things, they bring great ratings to news stations. Why? Because everyone wants to watch to see what's going on. Everyone wants to watch it unfold. So news stations aren't really telling you the truth because they just want to basically paint whatever picture is going to allow more rioting and more problems so they can get more ratings and get more money. Okay. Meanwhile, we're giving a voice to basically small groups of people. And saying, wow, these people are, you know, there's hundreds of people out here. No, they're not. You got 20 agitators and a bunch of idiots who follow along who don't really know what they're protesting, right? I mean, that's what's really happening. Okay, but for some reason, these small groups are getting the loudest voice and they're trumping and they're being allowed to trump uh, the business owners and the, the, the silent majority of individuals in a community who are saying, hey, we don't want this crap. Okay, we want the police officers to be able to come by our community just to check on us. Okay, we don't want police officers to just have to focus on priority crimes. We want them to prevent crime before it happens. Okay, let me tell you something. If my car got broken into tonight, okay, if someone came along and broke into my car, okay, I'd be pretty frustrated. Usually with the individual, right? The, the person that actually broke into my car was the one I'd be frustrated with. Okay, but I'd be even more frustrated if I found out that my local police agency was defunded or whatever, and they couldn't afford to send a cop just to cruise through my neighborhood once or twice a night just to make sure everything's okay, just to deter crime, which they should be doing in every neighborhood, right? If I realized there was no cops in my area at all, unless there was a priority call, I'd be pretty frustrated. 
Okay, and what happens? Well, you take the law into your own hands. You set up security cameras, you arm yourself, you get big mean dogs, whatever. You, you do a Kyle Rittenhouse and you get an AR-15 and you start walking your own streets because why? The cops aren't doing their job. They're ineffective. What do you have? Chaos. Notice how chaos is like the ongoing theme right now I have? That's the big message I'm trying to prove to my, or push to my liberal friends and the conservative friends who really aren't, aren't understanding what the big picture of this all is, right? It always comes down to chaos, right? The Constitution of the United States, it stands in the way of socialism and collapse and all that stuff, right? The Constitution of the United States still protects us in a lot of ways as long as it's respected, okay? If you're a socialist revolutionary, if you're a Marxist revolutionary, if you're a communist revolutionary, pretty much all the same thing, okay, you want to see that collapse, Okay, if you belong to a radical religion and you want to institute your religion throughout the United States, you want to see that collapse. Okay, if you're a foreign country who sees the United States as a barrier between the success of your people and you want to be the superpower in the world, you want to see the United States collapse. So what do you have? You have strange bedfellows, right? You have Chinese nationals working with socialist revolutionaries, working with uh, Muslim radicals and Muslim terrorists and, and working with people on the borders, you know, just totally overwhelming our systems on the borders, all this stuff, all because they just want chaos and collapse. And do they care who gets blamed? No, they do not. Okay, I feel bad for Biden sometimes because when all is said and done, he's just a puppet and a pawn in their game. Right? He can go down as the worst president in history. They don't care as long as they get what they want. But the only way to really fight this is, one, make everyone aware of what's really going on of the big picture, the picture I'm trying to paint. And it's hard to paint the picture because it's very elaborate. It's very old. It's been going around for a long time. Okay, but I'm trying to do it for you guys. You got to get everyone to paint the picture and understand the big picture and understand that when they go after little things like gender equality and the nonsense like that, okay? Or I'm sorry, gender equality is not nonsense. I'm talking about um, 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 gender science and all that kind of stuff, right? When they go after that and they're trying to make people forced to accept things that are against common sense or against science and stuff like that it may seem like a little battle it may seem like not a big deal but i promise you it's all part of that bigger picture okay if you ever read the communist rules for revolutionaries okay one of them is addiction get people addicted to drugs get people addicted to dr convince them that the drugs are harmless i.e marijuana right marijuana we know is mostly harmless Okay, but it does prevent people from functioning and stuff like that. And they'll defend it to their, you know, they'll defend it to, to the grave. That's the greatest thing ever, right? But you get people addicted to, to stuff like that. You get them addicted to pornography. You get them addicted to uh, sex and stuff, right? You just basically give the people what they want, right? What's the, what's the famous term? Let them eat cake, right? Give them all this crap so they're happy. Give them social media. Give them video games. You know, give them good internet. Give them all this stuff. You know, so they're just happy and they're not paying attention to what's going on. Right? That's the ultimate goal. So as chaos and collapse happens, well, as long as they can fill up their tank and still get on the internet, what do they care? Notice how people really don't get mad unless gas prices get, get high? Notice how people really don't start paying attention until the cost of bread goes up or the cost of milk or they realize their Thanksgiving dinner is going to be more expensive this year or they go to a store and realize some shelves are empty? That's the only time they really start paying attention. So when their consumption gets interrupted, that's when they start paying attention. But we don't need that. We need people to start paying attention now. Okay? I don't want to do the I told you so. I don't like being the guy who said I told you so. But before you can really get out there and start educating people and really start talking to your friends and neighbors about this, and obviously be tactical, right? Or be tactful, right? You don't need to put on the tinfoil hat and act like a crazy person. Just like, hey, yeah, you know, it's all part of this, you know, 
bigger picture. Let me tell you about it in some weird way. Okay. Like just, just, you know, but people should know they should understand what they're up against. When you vote, you need to understand what you're up against. Okay. When you're voting for your school board members, okay. You're not voting for Susie down the street. Okay. Who, who seems like a nice lady who just wants to see the children be taken care of. You might be voting for a socialist who wants to bring in uh, CRT into your schools and cause more division and hatred and cause problems in your community. You never know. Okay, you have to pay attention to this stuff. You have to understand the bigger picture. Okay. So that's my big theme. Understand the bigger picture, guys. See everything. I mean, Kyle Rittenhouse, I'll be honest with you, they weren't after him. They're after your right to defend yourself. Right? They were trying to make an example out of him to say, if you stand up to Antifa or BLM and you kill somebody, we're going to drag you through the mud. We're going to destroy your life. And frankly, his life is destroyed in a way. Right, Like I said before, good luck getting a job, Mr. Rittenhouse. Good luck getting in the college and stuff like that. I hope he sues the crap out of the media because they're going to have to pay him enough money where he could retire for the rest of his life, be an activist, be a politician, do something. I mean, who knows? Maybe he'll just be an NRA spokesman. I don't know. But he's going to need it. Right, because he's going to have a hard time getting into college. He's going to, I mean, he's already dealing with the threats and stuff. I mean, I feel bad for the kid um, because even though you win, I mean, ultimately he's losing too. But all right, uh, I think that's enough for tonight, guys. Again, this is the Serving the Peace podcast. Like and share this podcast. Um, I would really like to get more listeners on. Like, you know, I, I pay out of pocket for a lot of equipment and stuff like that. Supporting the podcast by liking and sharing it really gets more people listening to it, which again will translate into my pocket and kind of help, help support this podcast a lot. Uh, if you want to just do a one-time donation, go to, go to anchor.fm, look for this podcast on that website and there'll actually be a link where you could do just a one-time payment or you could do a subscription style where you could actually support us a little bit each month. This helps us with the equipment. This helps us with the distribution. This helps us with advertising and stuff like that. Have a good one folks and have a good holiday. Yay!